Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Welcome back to our series about how to flourish in the new year. Last week, we looked at Think and how a biblical worldview is important and how understanding the scriptures will be really the thing that propels you to success in the new year. Today, we're going to take a look at a a word that might surprise you. Um, And this one is the word link. It's important to link together. And this one takes it out of our own personal relationship with God and puts us in the realm of other people. I think that much of our spiritual growth is stunted when we are unable to link with other believers for for one reason or another. I think it's really important to talk about this subject. It's one that's very dear to my heart. I believe greatly that spiritual growth is impossible without other believers. And specifically, I I mean that in the, the form of the local church. And so we're going to talk today about the value of church, about linking with other believers in worship and service together. Uh, We'll talk about service a little greater next week, but that idea of linking together to to live and serve in a way that honors God as, as one body is incredibly, incredibly important, especially when it comes to your own spiritual growth. You will grow... uh, I believe that you can't grow to the fullest potential that God intends for you without a community of believers. And so we're going to talk today about the local church. I want to start out by uh, pointing out some verses in Ephesians chapter 4. He starts out in verse 1 and Paul reminds us that he's, he's writing this as a prisoner who's serving the Lord right now. And he says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. There is so much good stuff in these few verses, but I want to specifically talk about this idea of being united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. He goes on in verses 4, 5, and 6, is he uses that word one over and over and over again. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. This is the the cry for unity, to be together, to link together as one body of Christ and to view ourselves as part of something else. We don't, our spiritual lives do not exist in a vacuum. They are dependent upon each other. 
in a way that I think won't fully make sense to us until we're in heaven. I think we get glimpses of it now, and I think we can understand enough of it to obey the command. But I think when we get to heaven, we're going to see how crucial and integral those relationships were to our spiritual lives and to our life here on this earth. Having other people in your corner, having a posse of other believers that you meet regularly with and that you uh, have accountability with and and, uh, have a support structure with is the most important thing that that you can do um, outside of your own individual private relationship with God to ensure that you will have a flourishing new year. There, There is something about linking together that makes what we do uh, more, more uh, lasting. It gives a uh, greater energy to the things that we do. We are, are called to be unified, to be united into one family. Hebrews uh, chapter 10 verse 25 reminds us that we are not to forsake assembling together as a body of believers, that we should eagerly anticipate getting together and worshiping uh, God with one another and participating in uh, opportunities to help and bless and serve other people. I think we as Americans, those of you who are listening to this podcast who live in America, we have a bit of an independent spirit here in a way that I think a lot of other cultures do not have. And that is to our detriment when it comes to our spiritual lives because we we tend to focus on this personal relationship with God, which is very important, but we hold it up as something that on its own is enough. And that is certainly not true. We do need other believers. We we do need to set aside our independence in in many areas of our life and be willing to admit our need and humbly uh, look to other believers to fulfill their roles in our lives. And, you know, they, the, the opportunity to join together with other believers has so many blessings and there are some risks and we're, we are going to talk about that briefly today, but I just want to talk a little bit about some of the reasons why I think this is important beyond the fact that I believe scripture is very clear that we are to be involved in a local church and banded together with other believers beyond that there are some things that I think we should mention that are really important and one of the first things is that um, now more than ever the world needs to see believers in loving committed Uh, fellowship with one another. They need to see what that looks like and how we live that out. Uh, There's a little uh, phrase uh, that was popular in a song years ago, they will know we are Christians by our love. That comes from 1 John. They will know that you you follow me. Uh, John wrote, you know, if you're following, they'll, they'll know that you're a Christ follower if you love each other well. And so if you are willing to invest in a community with other believers, it sends a message to the world that that we are people who can love and care for other people. And certainly Christianity in the news today, regardless of what your view is on anything going on out there, Christianity's taken a hit. It's taken a, a bad rap in our culture today. And Christians tend to be viewed as as very dogmatic, unloving people. And because I've been involved in churches all my life and in many different capacities, I know that's not true. 
I know that the the people that attend my church are the most generous and loving and affectionate and uh, supportive people that I've ever come across. And many of you would be able to share those same stories too. It is important for us to do this so well that the world notices and that they see what the love of Christ does in us. Another reason that I think it's really important is because uh, the, the support that you get from a church family is incredibly important in our disconnected society. You know, I have recently been struggling with some health issues and, and just a few weeks ago was diagnosed with colon cancer. And the first question that the doctor asked me when I was at the, the visit where he actually told me that I had cancer he, the first question he asked is, do you have a support system? And I'm finding that that's, that's in some cases a little bit unusual. Our culture today, the way our world works, many people don't live near their parents anymore. We used to be, you know, you would, would be born and, and get married and raise your children and, and die in the same town you were born in. But that's less and less likely to happen nowadays. And oftentimes, people are spread apart away from family. We also have, I believe, more uh, dissension and uh, relational rift than we did in years past. Um, I, I see so much more of divorce and uh, children being estranged from their parents than I did 20 or 30 years ago. I think that as a result, it's it's made us less connected. And so people having a strong support system to get through something difficult is, is not a given. The doctor asked that question because some people don't. In fact, many people don't have a support system to get them through. Being part of a, a local community, being a part of a, a church body who believes uh, the same as you believe in the, the, the big issues and can stand with you and, and help, help you and hold you up when you're weak and be there for you in a way that, that maybe your family or your friends for various reasons cannot do that are outside of this church body is very, very important. And more and more people, I believe, are finding their support systems in their churches, maybe not as their church as a whole, but in their small group or their Sunday school class or in a team of people they volunteer with at their church. I see this happening a lot. For me, I was able to kind of chuckle and tell the uh, doctor that I was probably oversupported and that uh, I had plenty of people who would be there for me in this journey. And that's such a blessing to know that I'm not alone. But what's great about having a body is it's almost like having a team. The, the body of Christ can kind of operate as a team. And that means that no one person has to carry the burden for someone else. And it also means that everyone can do the things they excel at. I look at my own small group. I, I belong to a small group for several years now. It's the same group of people. We get together about 30 weeks out of the year and spend some time studying God's word together and, and just laughing and having a good time. We also go out to eat a lot and do various activities, hang out in each other's homes. So we're with each other a lot. And over the years, we've grown quite close. And one of the things that fascinates me is whenever 
something comes up and my growth groups had a lot of tragedy. We, we joke a little bit when someone new wants to join the group, I always say, well, are you willing to suffer? Because it just seems like my growth groups had a, a great deal of tragedy. And over the years, I've been able to watch us band together and get people through problems in a way where every person gets to do their, their unique gifting. You know, there are some that are, are really good. They, they have their, their schedule is flexible. Maybe they work from home or they don't work at all. And so they're able to, to jump in and take care of the immediate details. I'll, I'll take you to the doctors. I'll pick this up for you. Let me run to the grocery store. Let me come clean your house because they have that flexibility and that time. And then I have other people who, uh, they have a bigger family. They're used to cooking bigger meals and it's not a problem to cook an additional meal. So they're the ones that's always going to bring you a meal when you come home from the hospital or when, uh, a lot's been going on and, and you've been dealing with a lot of, of issues in your life and you just kind of need a break though. They're the ones that are going to show up with the meal at just the right moment. I have, um, people who are really good with um like details um let me take care of this for you have you thought about this um we also have those who take care of your spiritual needs and in many ways that's my role uh, as being the official church staffer um, i'm often the one that will be reminding people of what god's word says and and helping people talk out their situations some are good listeners some are good doers some people are are really good at the details and some people look ahead and see needs far in the future and can can prepare for them when the body of christ bands together and everyone gets a chance to participate we all get to lead in with our gifts and our strengths and this passage in ephesians that i read to you if you were to continue on it says that he's given us these gifts and as you read on in lots of paul's epistles he talks about them about how we have gotten we have these gifts we have the gift of the holy spirit that guides us into ways that we can be a help and a, a part of each other's lives and then we've each been given unique things that we are good at that we can jump in and do and so uh, no one person is carrying the burden for someone else and everyone gets to participate and be a part in someone else's uh, growth and recovery and getting people through these difficult times that support system is really really important also being a part of a church body gives us some roots roots we can dig down in that body and over time as we weather difficulties as we work together as we serve together as we love each other as we care for each other as as bad things come along and, and we're there for each other over time we develop roots that grow deep and what these roots do is they give us a support system which we've already mentioned they give us um, a, an opportunity to grow in our ability to commit and this is something that, as a culture, we struggle with. We're unwilling to commit to things. I think that commitment is incredibly important. And we, as we participate in the body of Christ in a local church, we learn the value of commitment and we become better at it. But also, it gives us accountability. And this is a word that, you know, is kind of a churchy word. We use this um, if you've ever been in a church where they'll talk about having an accountability partner. Um, that's kind of like a churchy word. But but there's a there's a 
an idea behind accountability that's really, really important. And there, it plays itself out in several ways. But the big thing about accountability is that someone is cares enough about you to help you when things get difficult. And so when you haven't been to church in a while, they're going to notice and they're going to call you and say, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything fine? You know, is there anything we can do? And maybe you've been struggling with your faith a little bit. And, and that, that notice that someone noticed, someone happened to, to catch the fact that you weren't there and they call you and they, they check in with you. That gives you a little bit of an accountability that, that people notice and I'm necessary and I'm, I'm needed. Uh, it's also the idea that other people are speaking, they're speaking truth into our lives, the truth of God. These are people that can say, Hey, you know, um, I, I know you've been struggling with this thing. I want to remind you what the Bible says. I, I want to be there for you and help you keep a good attitude about this because uh, there's a chance, you know, people go through this thing and they get bitter and I don't want that to happen to you. So here, here's what I want to pray for you. And, and, and I want to encourage you to meditate on this scripture. They can speak into your life in a way because they know your circumstances and because they've been there with you in the middle of the fight. And so they have a, uh, a responsibility and even though they've earned the right to be able to to hold you accountable to the things that they know are important to you and help you get through those rough patches. You know, this is why one of the things that I am always a little bit uh, sensitive to is when I see someone with uh, a platform, whether it's through blogging or a podcaster or someone maybe on social media, and they have a, a big following and they have a lot to say and a lot of it's good but they're not when you dig a little deeper and you find a little bit more about them they're not actually connected and invested in a local church and i i always kind of back away just a little bit like i i get the fact that they have good things to say and and i don't discount the things that they're saying if i'm interested in you if i'm following you on social media or i'm listening to your podcast or reading your blog or, or something like that um it's because i i feel that you do have good things to say and they're worth my time to read but i also think there's a real danger in people who speak about spiritual matters who are not invested in a church because there is no accountability there is is people. There is no accountability when I speak. Um, let me give you a little example. So I'm speaking, and I am doing this as part of um, my mission in life. But I am also speaking as uh, the women's ministry director and the kids church director of Littlestown Chapel. And as a result, the words that I say, you know, they they have to line up with the belief that we have here at the church. And they, they have to be kind of uh, vetted, so to speak. I, I can't get on here as a podcast and, and talk about something that my church doesn't believe in that's, you know, heretical because they'll bring that up. They'll say, hey, you know what, you're, you're veering off of course here. And it's important to have those people that will not, not keep track of you, but that will, will help keep you in the right path. Uh, will help you understand scripture correctly and apply it correctly to your life. People that will speak truth in times where you don't see the truth clearly. And I believe that this is so important that I I hesitate, I, I evaluate everything 
much more carefully when it's coming from someone who who doesn't have that that background, who isn't in a local church currently, whether they're just going to church weekly or whether uh, they're involved in, in ministry or something like that, it, it, that doesn't really matter. But it, if they don't have a church body, uh, I find that a little bit suspect. And I think that that's because we're commanded to do it. And I don't feel that your spiritual growth will ever reach your full potential without it. And so as a result, uh, because of this and the accountability issue, I feel really strongly that the people that we, we get our, um, our spiritual food from um, outside of God's word, they, they, they need to be a part of a local church and they need to be invested and they need to be uh, investing in their own spiritual growth that way. That's just my personal opinion. I believe that scripture would back me up on that. But of course, you're certainly free to disagree. I believe strongly in the body of believers. I believe strongly in uh, joining and participating fully in a local church. Now, with that being said, we that work at churches and attend churches um, are all humans and we all have the same sin nature that those who don't attend church have. And so as a result, that sometimes it gets messy. There's a, a great uh, quote that I found somewhere. I, I don't even know who said it, but I have it written down in my office. And it says, abandon all hope. There are people involved. <laughs> it always makes me laugh, but it's always a good reminder because once people get involved, things can quickly go off the rails because we all have our own uh, thought patterns. We all have our own agendas. We all have our own motivation. We all have our own uh, sins and sin patterns in our lives. We have a sin nature. We all respond differently to different things that are going on in the world and in our lives. And so all of these things mean that, that relationships are messy. And I don't think that should come as a surprise to you. You should understand that relationships are messy. Even the, the, the committed relationships, think about a marriage where you stand up in front of your family and your friends and, and a, a pastor or a minister and you vow to take care of each other, to be there through thick and thin, to, to put each other first. When you go through those vows, that, that is a commitment like nothing else. And yet that is hard. Marriage is hard. Relationships are hard because people are messy. I'm always surprised when someone goes to a church and then they have problems and they leave. And I, I always think, well, what did you expect? There's people here. You're going to have problems. The, the, the real uh, value of those problems is that we work through them. And at the other side of it, not only are we closer as people, but we're closer to God and we've grown in our maturity and our ability to handle problems and to communicate. These are important skills and we only learn them by brushing shoulders with each other that are very different from us. There is no other place, I, I really do believe this, there is no other place that blends people the way church does. One of the greatest joys of my work here at the church I work for is to be able to lead ministries where there is a, a wide variety of people I think specifically of, of the kids' church ministry where I have a lot of teenagers that serve with a lot of, of, of adults of all different ages. And some of those relationships that develop have been 
the greatest joy of my time serving here watching some of these teenagers go through you know kids church and and then start to serve and and some of the teenagers that have been serving and moving on to college and and coming home we just went through the the christmas season and and they come home and and they want to just jump back in can i come hang out in kids church and and see all my people and it's just such a great relationship there there is an opportunity to 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 build relationships and and mesh your lives with people who are outside of your personal experience, outside of, of your uh, demographic, so to speak. Um, you get to, to mix with people of other ages and other races and cultures. You get to, to mix with people who think differently than you. And, and yes, that is going to be messy sometimes. And goodness knows, people can, can hurt um unintentionally just as as easily as they seem to do it intentionally we we are broken and flawed people we come to church not because um you know we have this uh this position and standing and and so we've arrived but we come to church because we need each other to grow and we need to get better at all aspects of life and we do that by messing up and by bearing with people who have messed up. In our verse in Ephesians 4, it's to remind us to be patient with each other and humble, to make allowances for each other's faults. He says we should do this because of our love for each other, but I also think we should do it because others are making allowances for our faults. That's one of the things I try to remind myself when someone frustrates me is, what about me is frustrating them right now? Because I'm sure there's something. Um, we we have to make allowances for each other and, and recognize the fact that, yes, people are going to hurt us. People are going to fail us. People are going to let us down. But that's no reason to give up on church. And, and I say that because it's no reason to give up on anything. You know, I, I can guarantee you if you work, a coworker is going to hurt your feelings or a boss is going to be rude to you. I can guarantee you that if you go out in your community and you go to the shopping mall, there's going to be somebody who's a jerk who parks in your space or who dings your car and doesn't leave a note. Does that mean that you stop going to the shopping mall? No. We don't give up on anything else in life because people are jerks. Why are we giving up on church? Church is the very place the jerks need to be, and that includes us too. We all need to be there. We all need to be investing, whether it's difficult or not. I am going to admit that sometimes things in churches, the, the conflict that comes up can be intensely painful. I've lived through it myself in all my years in church. But there is something special that comes when you set it aside, when you deal with the problem, and you're willing to set aside your own hurt and pain, and you're willing to leave that in God's hands and to persevere and to do the hard work of reconciliation and moving forward and allowing God to work, he will do something very, very special with that pain that you're willing to give to him and allow him to use it. And I believe that he does that best when we're in relationship with each other. You're not going to grow fully without it. You'll grow in some ways, but but you'll be stunted. You'll reach a point where you just don't move forward because you need each other. We need a committed local body of believers to invest in each other, to hold each other accountable, to support each other so that we have the ability to grow and to change and to become people who are unified into one body and one spirit. 
because we've been called to a glorious hope for the future that is for us all. And that there is one God and Father of us all who has called us to be his own and who wants us to join together and link arms for the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGirlPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing lists, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.